Welcome back to another episode of the Call It A Comeback Sports Podcast. My name is Bobby McInnes, and this is Tom Spallone. And Tom, I'm happy to start another episode. This is our second vodcast, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm really excited to get another one in, and uh, exciting week of football we saw, and uh, all the sports to catch up on. Yeah, so um, for most people, it's uh, trade deadline week in fantasy football. And for me, Tom, my team is... It's looking pretty rough. So I started off really hot, 6-4. and four. Um, Derrick Henry was carrying me, and as most people know, he's down with injury, probably missing the rest of the fantasy season. And I'm stuck, dude. I also lost Robert Woods um, to injury, and I'm really hurting right now. Um, so are you the type of guy that likes to make a big trade around the deadline? Uh, personally, I usually don't. I like to trust uh, my draft process as a GM. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. If, in your scenario, I think it's it's definitely smart to go make a trade uh, with Henry going down. You can't predict that. He's having a great season. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a guy that usually likes to make a big trade right now. I have Cooper Cup in one of my leagues. He's been carrying me a lot. Just got me another big win last night. I'm, I got an offer from someone that's Debo Samuel and uh, Cordero Patterson. That's definitely a, a strong offer from the kid. But uh, I just don't see myself giving up Cup. It's tough to give up uh, number one in any position. But uh, in, in your position, I think it's definitely smart to go out and get a running back. Yeah, I mean, last night was the Debo versus Cup show. I mean, we saw the 49ers came out victorious in that game against the Rams. But Debo went off. I mean, in the run game, in the receiving game, this dude's a stud. Yeah, Debo's a really special player. He's so fast, and uh, he's a really good receiver to count on. He's, he's still really young, so the Niners really got a good one in him. And uh, fantasy-wise, uh, he's he's really solid, and especially for keeper leagues, you want to hold on to a guy like that for a long time. Yeah, so I'm sitting here. I got Travis Kelsey, um, and I also have Jamar Chase. Those are my two best players, Tom. And I got kids coming at me with offers. One guy wanted both, and I'm like, I don't know if I can give up both. He offered me uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Kyle Pitts, Jalen Waddell. Um, and I believe the last one was Chase Claypool. So, I mean, he's given me, like, a load of players here. He's making it hard for me to turn down the offer, but I think i got to hold out until I get a, a better running back. Um, I mean, Zeke's good, but I just I don't have any depth at that position. Um, I don't know. I'm really stuck right now. Yeah, I would definitely wait. That's not a terrible offer, but you want to get a little more uh, from Kelsey and Chase. Those are two guys who are just top five in their positions right now for fantasy, so I, I would definitely hold off. Yeah, in other words, uh, as far as real-life football, as lo- as much as I love fantasy football, uh, real life obviously trumps that. And uh, early in the week, we saw Thursday night, the Dolphins came out on top of the Ravens, and that honestly shocked everyone, Tom. It did, and especially because Lamar's having such a good season, and he's been the comeback king uh, so far in the league this year. Uh, everyone was waiting for him to pull off that comeback, but it, it just never came, and that Dolphins defense uh, really held their own on Thursday, and I think that's just a, it's a tough loss for the Ravens, but I think it's a, a loss that they needed to move forward in the season because uh, once they come playoff time, they'll look back at this and, and say this, this loss made them better, I think. Yeah, so what does this tell you about a team like the Ravens? I mean, they've been really good this season honestly and Lamar Jackson when he plays good they win Uh, we saw last week he didn't play his best game they lose so where does that kind of put them as far as playoff team and perhaps Super Bowl contender well, yeah, I still think they're they're a top team in the AFC, definitely top three, um, probably a little bit behind the Bills, I'd say. But um, I don't know. I think I think this team can definitely contend for a Super Bowl. We see that division's really stacked up. I believe every team lost uh, except for the Bengals, who were on by uh, this week. So it, it's a stacked division. The Ravens are still in first. Um, I think the Ravens are still the favorites to win the division, if you ask me. And um, I think they'll be fine moving forward. It's just they didn't have a great game plan on Thursday, and Harbaugh even admitted that. And um, 
they just got a loss. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll be fine too. But you look at other teams in the AFC. We have the Chiefs uh, came away with a big win against the Raiders. They were the only team to win in their division. So now they're at top of the AFC West. And then you look at another team like the Tennessee Titans. They lose their star player in Derrick Henry and still came out victorious. They move on to 8-2. and two. Um, So obviously the Ravens are going to have to step up their game if they want to be uh, Super Bowl contenders and get there because there's a lot of teams in the way. And uh, they're going to be fighting for that spot. Yeah, you're definitely right. You mentioned the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are starting to look really good, and maybe they are getting back on track. Their defense uh, has looked really sharp the last three games against the Giants, Packers, and then the, we saw in the Raiders on Sunday night only held them to 14 points. And uh, Mahomes and Tyreek Hill look to have their chemistry back. So that's definitely uh, – Chiefs are definitely a team to worry about uh, again. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're always a team to worry about when they, you got Tyreek Hill, one of the fastest receivers in the game, and uh, Travis Kelsey, who's – on the undoubtedly the best tight end i mean i think we could say that now people used to say oh uh george kittle um Dar- or darren waller they're up there uh this guy kelsey's on his own tier i don't think there's any arguing that he had 100 almost 120 yards in that game uh no touchdowns however but this is a team where i mean this offense is very scary you mentioned the the defense and the woes on that side but this offense is very scary, and, and as we saw, they put up 41 points against the Raiders, and when you're scoring 41 points, you don't really got to worry about defense. Yeah, exactly. When this offense is clicking, they're, they're by far the best offense in the league, I'd say. Yeah. On the flip side, looking at good defense, how about the Packers shutting out the Seahawks? I believe that was the first time in Russell Wilson's career that he's been shut out. Yeah, I think it is too. Um, both honestly, both QBs looked a little rusty coming back. Um, Rogers coming back from COVID, and uh, Russ coming back from that injury. Um, it was a low-scoring game. It was only three nothing Packers at halftime. But uh, Rogers and AJ Dillon really stepped in big for the Packers. I believe he had two touchdowns and uh, carried them to that 17 nothing win. But yeah, it's really about that Green Bay defense who really showed out on Sunday and uh, the incapableness of uh, Russ to move the football. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty happy watching that game. As you know, the Jets have the Seahawks pick, so I'm hoping that they keep on losing games as we uh, get down to the second half of the season here. But yeah, you mentioned A.J. Dillon. Um, I mean, that's like next man up mentality. Aaron Jones, he's hurt. He's going to miss a few weeks. And we see A.J. Dillon, this kid, uh, came, out, came into the league a few years ago from B.C., and he runs hard and he runs people over yeah he does he's really big uh back and uh he's got good speed too so he's really tough to tackle like you just said but uh yeah you you mentioned a good point i think the packers got pretty good news with uh, aaron jones it's only a sprained uh mcl i believe so he's only gonna miss a few weeks but uh dylan can definitely come in and, and replace him he's a great he's a great back that uh i think they can really use would you say that the green bay packers are the team to beat in the nfc uh, yeah, I'd probably say so right now. Honestly, the Cardinals had a tough loss on Sunday against uh, Carolina. I had Arizona as my one, but now I, they got a drop. I mean, uh, I know, Hopkins. I know you were high on the Bucks too. Yeah, I'm high on the Bucks. I mean, I, I'd probably put the Bucks right underneath the Packers right now. Rodgers and Brady, if they meet in the playoffs, would obviously be a great matchup. But, uh, yeah, I had Cardinals one, but D-Hop and uh, Kyler have been hurt, so took a loss on Sunday, so I think they're going to drop a little. But right now, I think the Packers are the team to beat in the NFC. Now, a team that you haven't mentioned just now is the Dallas Cowboys, Tom, and they really mm. put on a show on Sunday. Uh, they absolutely ran the Atlanta Falcons off the field. The final score was 43-3. to um, I mean, obviously a great offensive performance, but how about the defense stepping up, only allowing three points? 
Yeah, they really uh, had a huge bounce back week against the Atlanta Falcons this Sunday. 43-3 is a blowout, obviously. Their offense was really clicking. C.D. Lamb had a really nice game. Uh, Zeke, I believe, had a pair of touchdowns. And yeah, like you just said, their defense really shut down Matt Ryan. Micah Parsons had a, had a solid game. Uh, when this Cowboys offense and defense are both clicking, they're definitely a top team in, in, in the league. And uh, I thought Prescott had a nice bounce back week as well. They needed this uh, after the tough loss last week. And I, I think, yeah, they're definitely up there. But I, you know me, I'm not I'm not going to put them over uh, Green Bay, Tampa, and probably not Arizona either right now. I mean, I don't think a that's Arizona. Yeah, I don't think that's cold take. I mean, yeah, the no. the three or four teams that you just mentioned um, have been playing very good as well. And honestly, no matter what the order is, they're all up there yeah. uh, in the NFC. Um, so I wouldn't argue on that one. I know that earlier in the season, you know, you said that they're going to be either first or second round exit. <laughs> Is that still how you feel? Or are you starting to be a little more optimistic for this Dallas team? I mean, yeah, it's it's still going to help how I feel, honestly, just because I need to see them do it in the playoffs. But I mean, they're definitely having a solid year uh, with the win on Sunday. I believe now they're seven and two. So I mean, they're definitely going to they have that first place locked up in the NFC East and the Giants, Eagles and, and Washington football team aren't going to give them a, a run for their money. But, yeah, I'm still going to stick with my prediction. Um, beating the Falcons isn't, isn't anything impressive. I mean, they definitely went off, but i got to see them do it against the big guns. All right. All right. <laughs> um, how about looking at this game? I mean, Tom, Panthers-Cardinals, we saw the return of Cam Newton going into the crowd. I'm back. I'm back. I mean, that was really yeah. electric to watch. I had a lot of fun watching that game. Yeah, that was really cool. I mean, Cam Newton on the Panthers is just such a fit. So it's it's funny how it's it's back to normal almost it feels like and yeah he threw I believe he threw one and he and he rushed one in so I mean it's good to have him back uh, in Carolina and I I think he should be the starter moving forward over over Walker and Darnold yeah I agree I mean once he picks up that playbook obviously I think he starts over Darnold um, he has not had the season that Carolina has hoped for um, as far as Walker. Um, I did see that he's undefeated. I believe it's what two and zero or three and zero in games that he started this year. So if that if you want to use that as reason to keep starting him, um, I think that's kind of crazy because you got a guy, former MVP Cam Newton. He's very talented. Uh, we saw obviously last year when he was in New England, down year, um, couldn't really throw the ball, was getting criticized a lot for that. But this dude on the on the ground, he's a very good runner, Tom. Um, I was listening to part of my take earlier, actually, on my walk over here, and they mentioned a stat that I honestly kind of blew my mind a little bit. Since 2010, Cam Newton has the second most rushing touchdowns in the NFL. Wow. He's uh, behind Adrian that's, Peterson. That's pretty crazy. So, uh, yeah, I think he, was, he has either 71 or 72, and AP has about 78. Yeah, no, he does. He's very effective on the ground, and and that's why I think he's a good fit with Carolina. If if CMC could stay healthy, they could run the read option pretty well. Um, hopefully, he can work on throwing a little bit. With New England, he was not able to throw the ball well at all. So I mean, we'll see moving forward. But I, I'm definitely excited for Carolina, and they moved to five and five, I believe, and and uh, everyone in that in that division besides them lost. So they're definitely not out of the playoff race either. Yeah, speaking of playoff race, I pulled up a team right here, the Philadelphia Eagles, Tom. I know I don't I don't want to keep bringing up NFC East teams that are not the New York Giants. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but the Philadelphia Eagles are in a position right now. I'm looking at the rest of their schedule, and they could realistically make a playoff push. Um, I know last night in our group chat we were talking about how uh, the Eagles, the Jets, and the Giants, if the season were to end today, would each have two picks in the top ten of the first round uh, in the NFL draft. Um, however, looking at this Eagles team, they're sitting at 4-6 and six right now. They just had a huge win 
in Denver, and now they go on to play the Saints. And, and here's the rest of the schedule. Giants twice, Washington twice, Jets once, and then the Cowboys to end the season. Can they go on a run? Um, definitely, it's definitely up in the air. I mean, big win this week against Denver. Hurts uh, is honestly, I think Hurts is a much better quarterback than a lot of people give him credit for. Um, a lot of people think he's, he's a good backup, but I think he could be a good starter in, in the National Football League. He's just still developing, uh, maybe a little slower than other guys, but that's okay. And um, Devontae Smith, honestly, too, I think he had two touchdowns against Denver. Um, so that's huge from what you want to see from a, uh, your rookie wide receiver. And... Um, I'm not going to say playoffs for this team because they, they were supposed to be a bottom team in the league going in. Obviously, it's not the case right now. Um, but I don't know. Their schedule is definitely favorable. The third uh, wild card spot in the NFC is definitely going to be up for grabs, I feel like, just because now we have that extra team. But uh, I'm, I'm going to say that they're not going to make the playoffs, honestly, if you're asking a prediction for me. I think uh, against the Giants, they should split, honestly. If the Giants don't at least win one of those games, that's a disappointment from them. And I think similar with Washington, they, I think Washington should split with them as well. Even after Washington just lost Chase Young? Yeah, I mean, Washington, talk about Washington, they just beat the Buccaneers, honestly. Even even without Young, I mean, Young honestly hasn't been great this season. He's been double teamed a lot. I know he's helped. Uh, that helps other players out. But, uh, yeah, he's not had a great season. But their defense really stepped up big last, last week against Brady. And, and, I mean, Heineke looks good. McLaurin, they're a little bit of an inconsistent team. But every team basically in the NFC East is inconsistent besides Dallas probably this year. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to say Philly will get in, but, I mean, they're definitely playing better football. Uh, if they want to get in, they're definitely going to have to win a majority of those those games because they're sitting at four and six right now. I agree. I mean, you look at those games. You say, like, they should split with Giants. They should split with Washington. And I don't disagree with you on that. But those are probably, like, coin flip games where it could go either way. And perhaps they win three out of the four of those games. So, you look at this team, right? And what record do you think gets you into the playoffs um, for that last wild card spot? Nine and eight, do it? probably nine and eight. Yeah, if nine and eight does it, they're sitting at four and six. So we got to find two more losses. I'd say Cowboys is obviously, obviously they're going to be playing from behind. There should be a loss. Yeah, um, that should be a loss. Right, they lost them earlier in the season by twenty. Um, but then you look at these other games, right? Now, if they take care of business against the Jets, and take care of business against the Giants in Washington you can definitely build the case that they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, no, if they if they definitely win those divisional games and sweep Washington and the Giants, then I think they, they should get into the wild card spot. So, I mean, it's definitely – they determine their own fate. They don't really have to worry about much else because they know if they, if they win those games, those coin flip games, that they should be uh, back in wild card team. And I think that's going to be really – like really shocking, honestly, to the league because no one really expected this team to give much uh, of a fight for for any playoff chance going into the season, uh, especially with the hiring of Nick Sirianni. Not a lot of people I know, especially Eagles fans, weren't really high on him. Uh, mixed emotions, basically. This season, he's been a little inconsistent. He either runs the football a lot for over 25 carries a game with, with Sanders or Gainwell or Jordan Howard, or he's just not running at all and just throwing. So, I mean, he, I'm not sure what to think of, of Sirianni yet, but, I mean, this, this Eagles team is definitely shocking a few people uh, this season. Yeah, definitely. no, another team that I want to look at in the NFC is actually the Minnesota Vikings, Tom. Uh, they had a big win this week against the Chargers. Uh, they won by a touchdown. And you look at the games that they've played previous in the season, they've really had some bad luck. I mean, all right, week one against the Bengals, they lost on a field goal in overtime. Week two against the Cardinals, they lost by one point to the 8-2 Cardinals. Um, they ended up beating the Seattle Seahawks week three. Week four, they went on to play the Cleveland Browns, and they lost in a low-scoring affair. Um, they lost 14-7. to 
You look at the game uh, against Detroit, they ended up winning on a game-winning field goal. And then against Carolina, they lost in overtime. Or sorry, they won in overtime. But then they lost in overtime to the Baltimore Ravens, and they lost on a, I believe, late play uh, touchdown against Dallas. So you look at this team where, honestly, five or six of their games came uh, were decided in like the last couple minutes. This is a team that could have easily turned losses into wins, and I think that they deserve more credit going into this second stretch of the season. Yeah, I feel like the Vikings are a team that always uh, either falls short or just something happens to them, especially with their, their kicking the past few years, just has not gone their way. But yeah, we know this Vikings team is a, is a strong team, especially offensively when you have a running back in Dalvin Cook and then you have receivers like Thielen and Jefferson, you know you're going to be uh, putting up points. And I mean, Kirk Cousins has slowly uh, had himself a really a really good year. I mean, he has not turned the ball over a lot. His touchdown-interception ratio, I don't know exactly what it is, but it's been it's pretty solid. And um yeah, and you talk about Conklin, the tight end, had uh, two TDs this week against the LA Chargers. I mean, their offense is clicking, and when it is, they're, they're a good team. Now, I mean, they're obviously in the division with the Packers, so they're not winning the division. The Packers are going to win that division. But they actually still have two games against them, too, so that's going to be really tough. Yeah, two games against them. I mean, Rodgers owns them, so, I mean, that's obviously tough for the Vikings. But I think this team should be a wild card team if they win the games they're supposed to win. And, and just like you said, they almost beat the Cardinals. That would have been a huge win. It's just a few of those coin flip games that don't go your way. And now you're sitting at four and five when they could be sitting at six and three. You know what I mean? So, but I think this team should be a wild card team. Another NFC team we look here. I mean, this is going to be a good race in the NFC. Uh, last night we saw the San Francisco 49ers. Huge win over the LA Rams. I mean, they came, to, uh, they intercepted Matt Stafford uh, on the first drive of the game and then they continued to just ground and pound throughout the the entire first quarter took off I don't know what was their first drive eight or nine minutes long yeah I think um, it was 10 plus actually yeah yeah and they were able to punch it in uh they had a I believe it was Kittle scored the, the touchdown um I mean this is a team right here they just had a huge win they're sitting at four and five just below 500 and when you look at their upcoming schedule there's a lot of winnable games and now i know i said that with the philadelphia eagles as well but i think we could all agree that the 49ers are a much better and well-rounded team than the philadelphia eagles yeah definitely i mean this niners win last night honestly looked like the niners that we saw make it to the super bowl uh, against the chiefs i mean this this defense was locked down on stafford and they just like you said they're running the ball controlling the clock that's exactly what they want to do uh when they have the lead and debo samuel had an insanely good game george kittle uh is back looks healthy um yeah definitely this niners team again should be a, a playoff team just like all the teams in this nfc west should be um maybe not the seattle seahawks now with with those injuries and missing ross the records not what it should be but um yeah it's a huge win for the Niners Rams honestly are well that's two losses in a row now for them so we, we really need to look at that division and uh and see what's going to happen who do you who do you think is winning that division I mean uh, right now I want to say the Arizona Cardinals are going to win that division uh you look at their losses they had one loss with Kyler Murray the second loss was with Colt McCoy um that offense is very scary, Tom. Yeah. The defense plays well as well. Uh, the thing that I look at with Arizona Cardinals is the playmaking quarterback. Kyler Murray is able to extend plays, get out of the pocket, and honestly, that's what's been winning them games early in the season. Now, I don't know how they'll fare in the playoffs because you know Kyler Murray doesn't have playoff experience, um, but they definitely, I think, are legit contenders to win that division. 
Yeah, definitely. I think it's obviously going to come down to Rams, uh, Cardinals, and I think, yeah, I mean, you're going to take Kyler Murray over, over Matt Stafford just because of his dual threat ability. And, um, yeah, I think I'm going to give a slight edge to the Cardinals, but uh, Rams definitely have to get get going uh, after losing two in a row. I mean, a lot of hype's been around them after they got Von Miller and now Odell Beckham, but um, you got to still win the games, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I do. N- I hate to admit this, but Jimmy Cody may have been onto something a couple weeks ago when the Patriots were sitting at, I want to say, three and four, and they've won three in a row since. Uh, so now the yeah. Patriots are six and four, and they just had a huge win against the Cleveland Browns, uh, forty-five to seven, in a blowout fashion. Um, Mac Jones, obviously, he's been playing well this season. And I also hate to admit it, but he's up there for Rookie of the Year. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, after this past week, uh, he just put on a show against the, the Browns, winning 45-7, to blowout win. Uh, defense played really well. And um, Mac Jones <clears throat> did exactly what he had to do. Didn't go off. He had 200 yards, three TDs, solid game. Um, but I think it's just what the system is in New England. I mean, Bill Belichick just puts – he just makes his quarterback feel comfortable, just like he did with Brady. Mac Jones is a rookie, and there's, he's just not making him do too much. These are simple sh- uh, short passes. They took a few deep shots, but nothing nothing crazy. And uh, Ramondre Stevenson came in for an injured Damian Harris and ran the ball 20 times for 100 yards yeah. and had two touchdowns. So, I mean, it's just – the New England Patriots just continue to do what they do best, and it's just win games. And uh, I do think Mac Jones – uh, should be ahead of Jamar Chase right now for Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's close. I think slightly. I think Mac Jones deserves it. I think partially because quarterback. I, I'm going to take a quarterback over a receiver, uh, just because the quarterback is the captain of the football team. And I think it's close right now, but I think I'd give it to Mac. And um, I just want to say that I think a big reason for Mac's success is that O-line uh, for New England because they're protecting him so well. You look at a lot of the young quarterbacks. Uh, Zach Wilson, uh, does the Jets O-line struggling. You look at uh, Trevor Lawrence, the Jaguars O-line is just Trust not good. Fields. Yeah, Fields is just not good. You know what I mean? So it's it's tough to have a good O-line uh, for your rookie, but New England has it, and um, the rookie's playing well. Yeah, so you mentioned the good O-line. You mentioned the good coach. You know, the system's obviously great in New England. Uh, there's a reason why they've won so many Super Bowls uh, in our lifetime. Um, so let me ask you this. Do you think if it was not Mac Jones, perhaps – Obviously, he wasn't available at the time of the draft, but perhaps another rookie quarterback like Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence, just maybe Justin Fields or Trey Lance, um, if they were put into that system, do you think they would be having the same success? Yeah, and actually, I think they'd be better than the Mac Jones this season. Honestly, if if New England took any of those guys, Zach Wilson, um, Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, they didn't have the opportunity to, but if they had them on their team, um, I think they'd be better because guys like that can honestly do more than Mac. Mac's honestly just a pocket passer. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Tom Brady's a pocket passer, and like what he's done in his career. Right. Um, but it's just it just limits you uh, for on things what to do. Obviously, if you can ro- ro- roll out, uh, run the ball, it's obviously better on, on your team and your quarterback. But uh, I, I'd say, yeah, they'd be better, honestly, than Mac right now. No, I'm gonna have that to, system's really... I'm going to have to agree with you on that. I mean, Mac Jones... He's obviously a talented player, first-round draft pick. Um, but when you talk about doing more on the football field, you look at that running ability, right? You look at the guys who can extend the play. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, all four of them can do that. So it does make you wonder if they were in that system, if they would be having the same, if not more, success like you mentioned. Um so that's why when you look at judging a rookie quarterback, obviously Mac Jones looks the best and uh, as far as numbers um, is at the top of the list. 
So do you then discredit other guys and say, you know, Trevor Lawrence, you know, he looks like a bust or Zach Wilson uh, doesn't live up to the hype? Or do you have to wait a couple more years and see what they can do when there's better pieces around them? Yeah, I think it's definitely a good point to make there. I think you definitely got to wait. Um, it's way too early for these young quarterbacks to see where they're at. Um, some guys are put into better positions than others, obviously, like we just said with Mac Jones. And it um, takes time to develop. Um, it takes time for GMs to put pieces around their rookie quarterbacks, especially when they're in a rebuilding process like the Jets and Jaguars are, um, and probably the, the Bears. So I, I definitely think you got to wait. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, speaking about GMs, and uh, coaching situations. We saw today in the media, uh, Rex Ryan said, don't ever compare me to Robert Sala, and basically just mocking, or I wouldn't say mocking Robert Sala, um, but he was just very trying to demean him, or at least his coaching ability. Uh, I think that's just foolish, and I think Robert Sala handled it very well. He said Rex Ryan, you know, that's what he expects from him. Rex Ryan has been a guy, and as a Jets fan, I loved Rex Ryan when we had him. He's an electric coach. Um, he brought us to back-to-back championship, uh, AFC championship appearances. But uh, Rex Ryan has always been about himself. So obviously now he has a spot in the media. He's going to chirp and say whatever he can to get his name back in the headlines. Uh, Salah, however, uh, even though I'm defending him right now, he needs to uh, he needs to show up because his motto coming into the season was all gas, no break. So far from Salah, it's been all talk, no show. All right, you're sitting here at two and seven. You got to start showing up, uh, start winning games. I know it's really tough, and maybe the players are just that bad on the New York Jets. But obviously, he's not going to get fired after this season. But he really needs to, you know, show up and uh, start to put together some progress. Because when you're letting up 45 points a game, it's not going to do it. Yeah, no, I saw that. Um, yeah, Rex Ryan, and I saw Rob Ryan was also chiming in. I'm really not a fan of Rob Ryan, especially when he used to be the DC of the Dallas Cowboys. I, I'm just not a fan of the Ryans in general, honestly. Uh, I think they're, they yeah they love to cause trouble and be in the media. But yeah, I think Salah handled that well. You're you're the uh, a head coach of a football team in in New York, well technically New Jersey, but it's technically New York, I guess. <laughs> right. Um, and he, I thought he handled that pretty well. So. Um, yeah, no, Salah, it, it's tough. I mean, the Jets obviously don't have one of the most talented rosters in the league. Uh, they're going through a rebuilding process, but um, they're hoping that they can hit on these picks upcoming and, and just have their young players progress. I mean, Elijah Moore has uh, had a few TDs these past few weeks, so that's something to reflect on. And, and uh, Quinton Williams has been getting a few sacks, and, I mean, they're having pretty pretty decent years. So you just want to see your young guys uh, develop. And I, I believe Zach Wilson will probably be back on the field next week. Yeah, no. So, so Zach, Zach Wilson's expected back next week. You mentioned some of the young guys. Uh, right up there with them is Michael Carter, uh, the running back out of UNC. Mm-hmm. He's um, he's a candidate this week to win Rookie Player of the Week. I know Zach Wilson won it a couple weeks ago. Um, and I, Yeah, that's what you want to see. You want to see your young guys playing good. Obviously, the Jets are not expected to win many football games. So if you thought that the Jets were playoff contenders, you're foolish or you don't know football. Um, but obviously – Giving up 45 points isn't going to do it. So that's where it kind of pains me as a Jets fan. I mean, there's there's a difference between being bad and just having a historically awful defense. And, yep. you know, you obviously don't want to see that. Yeah. I mean, looking ahead, uh, we got a, we got a lot of we, – we're about halfway through the football season, Tom. I think maybe perhaps next week um, or after Thanksgiving we can do uh, maybe some – heavy predictions i don't know we do predictions quite yeah. often but maybe how about mid-season awards i'm um, just thinking of some of the other things that we can do but obviously uh looking ahead on thursday we're gonna have a special guest on you want to 
talk about who that might be? Yeah, definitely. Thursday, we're going to have a um, someone who writes for the New York Giants, follows him a lot on Twitter. Uh, he puts his heart and soul, honestly, into this football team. Sadly, the football team probably doesn't put their heart and soul in for the fans. Um, but uh, we're having him on Thursday, so it's going to be fun. We got a lot of questions prepared for him, and uh, I'm excited as a Giants fan. Yeah, like you said, Alex Wilson, uh, he runs Empire Sports Media. Um, he's very active on Twitter. So if you're on Twitter or if you follow the Giants, you might be familiar with his name. Um, I'm very excited to just kind of ask how he got to where he is now and then obviously talk about Giants football mm-hmm. and hear his thoughts on the season and maybe the upcoming offseason. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. All right, well, that about does it for this episode. I'm Bobby McInnes alongside my roommate, Tom Spallone, and thanks for watching.